do 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 this isn't what i wanted to talk about today (laughs) me neither whose fault is this i blame you i blame you i blame the american here well it's probably fair look regardless of whose fault it is in the edit it's gonna be yours (laughs) of course the power of editing comes into play again and this time i can watch you edit on twitch and watch my words get twisted live uh this one given the subject of what we've been talking about might not get edited oh no well never mind then i'll be surprised with the rest of you great (laughs) (laughs) let's talk about my hero academia two heroes yeah yeah so let's go plus ultra let's go plus ultra uh so my little story about this, I found happily that the theater near my house is one of the two along the whole Wasatch Front that is actually playing the movie. So it was 10 minutes away. It was fantastic. And I went to get tickets last week. And the showing that I chose was sold out when I went to go buy tickets. <laughs> and I said, what? How How are there this many My Hero Academia fans in my neck of the woods? But apparently there are a lot more than I thought. Uh-huh. Did you have a similar experience? Um, when I When I finally sat down to buy my tickets... I bought three, one for my brother, one for my mate, and one for myself. Mm. And yet, the cinema looked kind of empty, but then when we got there, it was, like, it was a small cinema, like, didn't fit many people, uh-huh. but it, it was reasonably full. Like, this is about what I expected. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, mine was pretty packed. Like, I don't think there were many empty seats. Um, I know some people actually showed up about 10, 15 minutes late. I think they were expecting there to be trailers. And usually I'm with them. Usually I will show up late to a movie because I know there's going to be 20 minutes of trailers before and I don't want to watch those. But, Boy, do I have something to tell you. <laughs> well, but this time, just real quick before you get into your more interesting story, I actually showed up on time because I was curious to see what trailers they would show before the My Hero Academia movie. Because I had no idea what they would do. And there was nothing. No trailers. It went right into the film. I was amazed. Oh, yeah. My brother... Okay, so my other friend bailed. My brother came and picked me up. And he was, like, running a little bit late. Because he was at the gym beforehand. That's, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. And we get there. Movies started at, like, 7. We get there at, like, 7.07. By the time we walk into the theater, it's 10 past 7. The movie's fucking playing. <laughs> yep, there you go. No trailers. There were no trailers. Yep. No trailers. So we walk in and Deku and All Might are on a plane. And I'm like, well, shit, I've missed the beginning. You did. Oh, and it was a good beginning, too. Oh, so much that's fun. What, that, that's what I hear. Should I, should I tell you about it? In a minute. Let me finish my story. Oh, right. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Showed up late. Got it. The movie's playing and we walk to our seats. And I've got three tickets at this point, right? One spare. And we go there and someone's sitting in one of our seats. <laughs> oh, no. You know what? It's fine. We don't need that one. I won't even ask him to move. So he like, starts picking up like his popcorn or whatever that was in my seat. We sit down. And the cup holders are always for the person to the left, apparently. Uh, and I... all the people sitting to our left were all using the ones to the right. So we were missing a cup holder. <laughs> so me and my brother, uh, we shared the one in the middle and just held our drink and our popcorn and, like, on our laps. Right, so that was uncomfortable. And I sink into my chair as I'm watching a movie. Okay. And I'm like, I'm sinking into it, and I'm like, what is that behind me? And I put my hand down behind the back of me, right? The guy had left an open packet of Maltesers, and Maltesers <sighs> pulled out onto my seat. And it looked like I had shat myself during the movie when I got <laughs> up to leave. <laughs> he was like, show up late to the movie, kick me out of this great seat. I'll show you. Well, I didn't even move him. Like, he, he was still sat to my left. He just had his Maltesers open on my seat. Oh. And some had rolled the, out. This was the next door guy. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I left chocolate stains in my brother's car. Gross. Did you just throw away your yeah. clothes? You're like, well, these are done. Uh, <laughs> no, I just washed them. Ah, right. Of course. Just chocolate. Just chocolate. <laughs> it was an HIV chocolate. Yeah. No, probably not. I don't. Man, is that a thing? I'm not Googling that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a thing. I don't think it's a thing. No. Do you want me to tell you about the beginning? Please. Please do. Oh, man. It's Young All Might in California. Now, here's the best part. It starts out, like, very, very first starts out. You're in the desert. You're like, okay, it's a desert. And kind of camera kind of pans around. And then there's this city in the middle of the desert. And you're like, oh, maybe Las Vegas, I guess? I'm trying to think of major, like, Phoenix, perhaps? major cities Mm. set in deserts in the United States, but there's way too many buildings for it to be Vegas. It's a huge city and too big to be Phoenix as well. And so (laughs) it gets to the interior of the city and goes, California. That's literally all it says. This is 
California. This is clearly what it is, according to how we understand the states to be exactly like. Um, and then it also had a casino as well, which made me feel like they're trying to go for Vegas, but it didn't really pull it off. Anyway, right. some villain uh, steals a whole bunch of money from a casino. He's running for it, yada, yada, yada. Uh, a couple heroes show up and try to take him down. Can't quite pull it off. And then mm. young All Might shows up and he has whites in his eyes. I don't know what happened to his eye sockets as he got older. Mm. Um, but anyway... There's an awesome fight, and he's hanging out with Dave, his buddy, who's his support tech, who like makes his suits and stuff, and mm -hmm. he wins, and everybody's like, who's that? He's like standing up on a building, looking all heroic with wind blowing through his hair, and that's All Might, and he's going to be the symbol of peace. It was fantastic. It was a really good opening. Very action-packed. Okay. In a nutshell. And so how does it go from that to, all right, we're on a plane? That's pretty much it. That's where I started. It just like fades out and fades in, yeah. Fades to Small Might and Deku on a plane being like, get changed into your uniform. Correct. Ooh, is he called Small Might? I've never heard that. I like it. Well, I mean, you've got Tall Might and Small Might, so. Oh, Tall Might and Small Might. I like both of these. I'm using them all the time. <laughs> I th I, I'm 90% sure I read those on the Reddit or I made them up at work. I, uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> if you made them up, I'll give you a lot of credit. Those are genius. I think I've, I think I've read them because it doesn't sound clever enough to be myself. Ah. Uh... I wasn't going to say anything. Anyway. Anyway. So, yeah. Basically, All Might's like, hey, I invited you to come to this conference on iIsland, which a little hard to... Uh, I stumble over it if I try to say it too fast. iIsland? Yeah. It just doesn't roll off the tongue. iIsland. iIsland. Yeah. See? Nope. It's no good. No. iIsland. Anyway. I, I don't get it. Like, it's easy. It's iIsland. Great. So iIsland is a man-made island where top scientists of the world reside and perform research on quirks. And it has incredible security, just as much security as the villain prison, and it moves around a lot. I'm not quite convinced that moving around is a good strategy if you're trying to avoid attacks, but they just kind of rolled with it. Uh, I mean, making your location hard to define might deter attacks. They don't know where to attack. That would make it trickier. Sure, sure, but it's not cloaked. Like, you just watch it <laughs> rolling around the ocean out there, right? <laughs> you, you, you just watch it, okay? Yeah. They never show it how fast it moves. Well, it can't move too fast or people are getting thrown off their feet all the time. Well, what if someone has a warping quirk that can warp islands? That would be cool. Okay, I decided that's what it's it. Somebody warps the island from place <laughs> to place using their own quirk. Yes! I'm on board. Yes. Well, because I was just kind of comparing it to the, uh, well... I was going to say shields command post, flying command post thing. What's that thing called? The helicarriers. Helicarrier? Helicarrier? Helicarriers, I think. Yeah. Helicarrier. Right? Yeah. And so they have some kind of passive cloaking, and they fly around a lot. And it's hard to spot them. And that made sense. Like, it's really hard to mount an attack on them if you don't know where they are and can't really see them unless you're really close. Mm. It didn't seem like I Island had any kind of cloaking necessarily, but if it just teleports from place to place at random intervals, I think that's a genius way to do it. I'm on board. Yeah. I mean that that's how I would do it, but you like I don't think it's a good idea to base your defenses on a facility around a single person. It's putting too many eggs in one basket. Yeah, what if they turn into a villain? You'd be toast. That and the island looks big because when you're standing on something, everything around you looks big. But if you like zoomed out, you wouldn't be able to see that island from very far up. Like it would look very tiny in the or in like the middle of the Atlantic. Hmm. How big do you think it is? Google's like, did you mean to say how big is an island? <laughs> Google for me was like, did you mean how big is Hawaii? Search instead for how big is I island. Oh, you guys suck. Whatever. Nobody has the answer. I don't know. It just seemed no. big enough to, I don't know, at least a couple square miles, right? Well, yeah, but a couple square miles is tiny. Yes. <laughs> right. If, if it is, let's say, a couple square miles, you wouldn't see that from 10 miles away. True fact. Fair enough. Hard to spot on the open ocean. Yeah. All right. So anyway, uh, bottom line, you're introduced pretty quickly to Dave's daughter, Melissa, and Dave himself, and blah, blah, blah. That, that's, your, that's, that's your start. And then it turns out that everybody else from Class 1A is also at the expo. I mean, some of them make a cameo at the expo. <laughs> they're there. What are you mooning me about? They're present. I'm not saying they're important to the movie, but they're there. They should be. Ah, that is something I was going to talk about for sure. Yeah, it absolutely should be. I think the story's way better. Okay, I'm going to skip to like right at the very end. Okay. But I think the story would have been way better if the main villain had taken a student hostage and then forced the uh, 
quirk amplification thing on them and you had dark shadow going mental but ten thousand times as strong Ooh, ooh! so it's a student who kind of turns into the villain well i mean amplifies the power but how do you make them evil right? well because 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 it's dark shadow and if it's nighttime he can't control it <gasps> oh right i forgot about that yeah 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 okay okay that would have been way better you need to write this movie rewrite it for them we'll release it again for you <laughs> i'm sure they weren't <laughs> i don't we don't know enough about dark shadow can you just punch it into submission it doesn't seem like you can no i don't think you can because it's a shadow yeah how do you defeat a shadow you probably just turn really bright lights on it yeah well you need lights but i mean if you crank that thing's power up by a factor of 10 you need a lot of light you sure do like the sun but it's nighttime you don't have to wait Ooh, i like this i like it more and more hmm. or you could have all might punch the planet so hard it spins Hmm, it's a Superman-esque kind of a thing. Well, I, I was thinking One Punch Man, where he, like, punches and the clouds all around the planet split. <laughs> yes. He could probably stop the rotation of the Earth by punching it. He needs to try that sometime. A lot of people would die, though. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Hmm, maybe don't do that, One Punch Man. Saitama, no. Anyway, yeah, I, you know what's funny is, I don't think I went into it expecting that there would be that many other students from Class 1A. Like, I don't know why. The whole show's about the students from Class 1A. I don't know why the movie would be that significantly <laughs> different. But I was like, oh, it's Uraraka. Oh, hey, and Momo's there. Oh, and hey, the uh, headphone girl. Yeah. I'm like, huh, what a coincidence. And then slowly over time, it's like, oh, wait. they're And, oh, and, oh, yep, okay. Oh, all right, they're all here. Fine, fair enough. I should have seen that coming. It's my bad. I mean, they're all here, but some of them are like hanging out in a diner, eating dinner, and others are playing Uno. Yeah. Or... No, that's kind of it. Yeah, trying to watch TV. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it's disappointing because there are a lot of like favorites. Yeah. Everyone has their favorite character, like Zero Froppy, zero out of ten, right? Zero Ayazawa, zero out of ten. Are you rating Froppy zero out of ten? No, the movie. Zero out of ten, because it has no Froppy. Like, Froppy does nothing in the movie. That's true. And Dark Shadow does nothing in the movie. Exactly. And Elbow Tape Guy does nothing in the movie. Sarah? I, I like Sarah. I think he's cool. Is that Elbow Tape Guy? I don't know his name. Yeah, that's Elbow Tape Guy. Ah. Learn people's names, God. I'm working on it. They're hard. To be fair, um, Sugar Man, his actual name I couldn't remember, the guy that just eats sugar and he gets stronger. Right. Get rid of him. He's fine. You, uh, about Animal Speaky Guy? Him too? Oh, Coda? Yeah, you can get rid of him. Yeah, that's fair. He seems like he'd be real powerful, but he doesn't know what to do with his stuff yet. Mm. Although there was that one time when they were fighting the teachers and he like had those bugs go take out uh, Mike, microphone guy, wasn't it? Present Mike. That was awesome. He needs to do more that of that. Cool. More bug commanding. Yeah, just more stuff. Yeah. Right? I've only seen him use his powers twice, and once it didn't work because what he was talking to wasn't alive. Yep, and once it was the best... So he needs more more examples to even out the, the results. I, th I think the cast is so big that you just can't fit all of them in yeah. a 24-minute episode of TV or the movie. Like, I'm solid on Deku and Bakugo and Uraka, and I just recently learned it's Ida and not Lita. <laughs> because of the subtitles, the, the first eye kind of looks like an L a little bit. And I have no defense. But I did notice in the movie when they capitalized it there, it was capitalized properly. I'm like, ah. Uh -huh. uh -huh. See, that helped a lot. And I obviously Todoroki, uh, Momo, mm. Kirishima, and Mineta. But from there, I get lost. Jiro, our time with her. Um, Kaminari. Yeah, he's cool. Is like he hard skin guy or is he electricity guy? Kaminari is electricity. Kirishima is hard skin. Yes, Kirishima is hard skin, red hair. Kaminari is electricity, gets real dumb after using his powers guy, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I'm not as bad as I thought. I guess I just need to get, uh, is it Jiro or Jiru? Jiro. Jiro. All right, so Jiro and Kaminari. Those are the two ones that I struggle with. And I guess they're the ones that we mentioned that we don't care about, but for the main ones that were in this movie. I, I can't for the life of me remember... Uh, invisible girl's name nope she's invisible girl she has like four lines in the whole show it's been three seasons <laughs> she, she has a lot of lines every now and then they're just not super relevant to anything she's just like man i hope people notice me at the ua sports festival and it's like you're invisible <laughs> or boy that test sure was difficult it's like oh thanks generic high school english line <laughs> yeah problematic so Anyway, so it was good to see everyone. Um, I don't think I care about Uraraka's crush on Deku at all. No? 
Like when Deku's talking with Melissa and she comes up and she's pretending like everything's cool, but clearly she's short circuiting because Deku's talking to a girl. Talking to another girl. Yeah. Yeah. Do you not ship them? No. Who do you ship Deku with then? Um, obviously Bakugo. They've got something. <laughs> that would be one dysfunctional relationship. The something is hatred as bright as the fire of a thousand suns, but it's something. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I think uh, floaty girl and Decker. Yeah. Floaty girl. She doesn't have a personality. <laughs> she does. She has a personality. I think Deku and crazy blood taking girl villain. Toga? Yeah. No, she's <laughs> mental. <laughs> I just got out of one anime where she's essentially the main character. <gasps> what? Really? Well, not not Toga, but the future diary. The main character's like girlfriend is a character who's exactly like that, oh. only without the I'm taking your blood more as I'm just going to spill it everywhere. Gotcha. Right? Yep. Kind of a trope in anime. Well, it, the term is um, Gundari. That refers to super violent hot girl? Uh, it's a combination of two Japanese words, which individually I can't pronounce because I've never heard them said. Mm-hmm. But they formed to make Yandere, which is a combination of the words lovey-dovey and mentally ill. And insane. Got it. So not necessarily violent, just crazy. And sometimes violent. It's often violent, yeah. yes. Uh, but it's like, you're not going to touch my boyfriend and then... I'm going to murder every woman around you. And then everybody says, I didn't know I was your boyfriend. Yeah. Sort of. I could not see Toga having a functional relationship with Deku either. No, definitely not. Nope. Partly because the only thing I've seen her do is steal Urochaka's blood. Right. After after she, like, pinned her on the ground. Correct. She's had some conversations, but yeah, pretty much hasn't done anything. I don't know. The problem with... It's Deku. The problem with Deku is a girl gets within, like... A foot of him, and he starts to freak out. It doesn't matter who it is. He doesn't necessarily uh-huh. have to be attracted to them. If it's a female, and especially if he gets touched by a female, his brain short circuits. He's not in a position to be in a relationship with anybody at this point. Not, not yet, but I okay. think Urchak is the clear love interest here, right? It's yeah. not like there's any contention with any of the other females. She is. I. This is hard for me because I've seen season three and you haven't, right? I've seen a lot of it. Okay. So isn't there a scene where she's like, I'm going to take these feelings for Deku and put him away. I want to be the best hero I can be. He's a distraction right now. Clearly nothing's going to happen anyway. So compartmentalize. Have you seen her do that? that Crap. She does that. Which I was like, you go. That was a smart thing to do. Yeah, it is smart. Yep. And... They can absolutely subvert expectations by doing that because everyone's gonna like they're just gonna go with stick the two obvious people together, right? I think that that makes the story in- interesting. I'm excited to see that, but I think either they'll either go with the safe option or they won't do anything at all. Yeah, I think it's probably nothing at all. Hmm. Nothing at all. Stupid sexy Flanders. <laughs> yes, thank you. I was like, I don't think he's gonna get that, but then you did. I, I got it. Um, Excellent. The, the the other problem is, it's like, how long does this show go for? Does it go mm. till they're out of UA and they're like, all right, they're pro heroes and that's the end of it. No, because the intro to the whole series is, and this is how I became the top hero. He has to be the top hero yeah, at the end. He can graduate from UA as the top hero. No. Brand new graduate not? from the, because not even All Might was the top no, hero no, no, after no. he graduated from school. No, not as like a brand new, uh, in, like, inmate, uh, <laughs> freshman once he's done his third year right he he's getting his provisional license at the end of his first year or whatever they're at right yes or second semester semester he could easily climb the ranks look at that guy that he fought in the episode the other day uh, where that was whole class versus guy that can go through floors have you not seen that go okay. through floors are you oh are you talking about the most most recent episode you're totally caught up you're further than i am no i've, I've seen bits and pieces Oh, okay. No, I was planning actually on watching that one today. Um, okay. But I knew that was going to happen. That's a great fight scene. I'm just going to throw that out there. Excellent. Very excited for that. But just for context to prove my point, uh, Ayazawa at one point during that fight scenes mentions that that guy is the contender for number one now that All Might is gone, uh, including all the pros. That guy is the contender for number one with Endeavor. Wow. That's huge. Okay. Because, I mean, yeah, clearly Endeavor's the number one now. He was clearly number two when All Might was around, so now he's number one. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So they're talking, they're saying basically a senior in high school can challenge and overtake Endeavor for the number one hero. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. 
I mean, so what percentage of the uh, um, one for all power do you think he's going to be able to use by the time he's graduated? All of it? Can um, he be the number one hero using anything less than 100%? Yes. Okay, so what percent do you think? Well, he's already at like 8%, right? That's the number that they're throwing out. Yeah, we need to talk about this in relation to the movie, but yes, continue. Well, okay, yeah. So in this in, in the show, he's throwing out like eight percent kicks, right, with shoot style. Yeah, and he's clearly on par with Bakugo in that scene, right? He, I thought he kicked it up to like double digits against Bakugo just to kind of see how it would go. Well, I mean, I was watching the uh, subtitled version, and it was like eight percent. That's kind of it. Subtle shift, but. Hmm. Okay. Um, All right. So I think I, th- I think if he continues on that course for another couple years, he will maybe hit at least forty percent by the time he leaves. And forty is enough to be the number one hero. Forty puts him past everyone he's currently around by leaps and bounds. So All Might wasn't just number one. He was like number he, one by a he was good like stretch. Serral yeah. versus the rest of the WCS field. <laughs> right. Yeah. And Endeavor was Showtime. Yeah. Guess what? Showtime wasn't even 40% of Serral's WCS rankings. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I think 40% is definitely enough. But hmm. 40% is a like a metric to his power, right? Like, I can use this much strength. 40%. Whoop-de-doo. It's his experiences that are going to carry him, right? True. As he actually learns to use the power and what he needs to know in doing like hero work that'll propel him much further than just the sheer power will well and plus he's batman right he's not rich no no but just in the sense that batman and justice league has intensely studied the other members of the justice league to figure out their weaknesses and how to take them down if they go bad like midoriya Um, has spent a lot of time studying every single hero that he has any access to and figuring out how to beat them he's batman yeah Sure. I mean, I, I don't like talking about Batman. <laughs> just in that sense. I, just in the sense that other heroes just kind of like rely upon their ability. And he didn't have a quirk for a long time. So he made up for it with brains and tactical ability. I mean, in terms of the show, he didn't have a quirk for a day, right? What? No. He didn't get his quirk until he was like 14. Yeah. Quirks which is the first when time we like see him. No. <laughs> but that's the first day we see him. He's 14 at the start of the show. Right. Right. Okay. He does go through a childhood where he doesn't have a quirk, but he's not fighting crime without one. No, no, no. He's right? not Batman's fighting anything. Act- he's investigating. He's keeping notes. He's he's keeping notes, but that's a theory. He now needs to put that in practice. That's fine. Right? Batman Batman is constantly putting things into practice. Yeah, no, that's fine. But nobody else in his class, I dare say nobody else within the high school, has as detailed a notebook and record of every single hero that anybody knows about. Probably not, but you do see moments from time to time where other heroes are investigating like they're, they're making those predictions on what a good way to approach a situation is yeah like for sure and from experience yeah his other students are catching up to what they need to be doing that he was clearly doing for a while now mm-hmm. that that's uh, i can agree with that okay i did like his fight with bakugo where he's like trying to analyze the fight and predict what he's gonna do and bakugo's like screw you i'm gonna fight so fast you don't have time to think about it let's go and deku's like oh crap mm. <laughs> that was good that was a good lesson like sometimes you're not gonna have the time to sit back and analyze the situation and try to decide what's gonna happen sometimes they just come at you yeah so yeah experience he's overly dependent on planning right he yes. has a thousand plans and when like the first one fails he's like all right on to the next one mm-hmm but he's going to get there where he can finally move instinctively. Yeah, which is what All Might does. Yeah, which is what All Might credited him for in, like, episode two. Correct. With the sludge villain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So basically, he's going to be not at All Might's power level, but he'll have experience beyond that that All Might did when he was graduating from high school. Um, no. No. What are you on about? Okay. Okay, like, if they took the same curriculum and, you know, let's say All Might's, his schooling had just as many villain attacks, they'd have roughly the same amount of experience. But no, he didn't have the same number of, he didn't have the same amount of villain attacks because they have the amount of villain attacks and the response from the parents is, holy crap, shut down the school. This doesn't happen all the time. Right, but All but all Might had all his power from basically the get-go. No, we don't know that. Do we know that? Grant Serena says that. He says All Might had all of All for One, or One for All. I can never keep them straight. One for All. Thank you. He could access almost all of One for All right from the get-go. Holy smokes. I've forgotten that. Go back and watch season one. 
too. Yeah, I should do that. All right. So, so back to the movie? So, well, I mean, just real quick. So you just made the argument that Deku could be the number one hero by the time he makes it to his gets senior out. year or gets out of school. Uh, I think it's likely he could be up there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just think, I don't think the show can end until he's the top hero. You can't be like, here's the story of how I became the top hero. And I was pretty much there. So um, you can just assume <laughs> what happened next. <laughs> I think it's probably going to be one of those things where he's undisputably the top hero, but he's not officially the top hero. Like he, I don't know. I would like to see. Undisputed means official. Like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> well, okay. Like, who's the best MMA fighter in the world, but doesn't go through the UFC, right? Kind of like that, where I want to see a twist in a story. I want a story that I'm not going to be able to predict, right? Because if I could write the story, I, it's, it's probably not good, right? We joke that I should rewrite the movie, mm. but if I can write, if I can predict the story, it's probably not brilliant. Mm, I don't know if I agree with that. If there's a twist in the story where the, by the end of the, like, team, like after he graduates high school, society shifts and heroes are no longer government-endorsed or sponsored, you know, groups, and there is no rankings now... But he's still, you know, he, he has All Might's power. All Might was number one. He's probably number one. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, within fiction, there is something to be said for telling your reader exactly where you're going and then just doing it so well they don't care. Right. And I think that's what they're going for. I'd be surprised if there was some huge twist where it's like, haha, you thought I'd be the number one hero like All Might, but actually it's this instead. I just be I would be very surprised if that happened, which I guess would be the point. I kind of see that coming because of with the hero killer Stain stuff, right? And he's like, Stain. this world is sick, and you all call yourselves hero, but you're not, and the All Might is worthy. And then that's the entire League of Villains like recruitment drive is based off that people being like, screw heroes, right? And then that's when you start seeing the public having growing concerns with UA and heroes in general. And then All Might basically retires. Who knows what's that's gonna happen due to the crime rate. Yeah, and there's, I mean, that is a huge part of season three, right? Endeavor isn't necessarily mm -hmm. somebody who has the temperament to be the number one hero. Uh, he no. tends to go overboard. He probably burns a lot of villains alive, which is not really super ideal. No. Um, and on the other hand, you have the people behind the Hero Association saying, we can't expect another All Might. Let's just have a lot of like B-plus heroes that can compensate for losing the symbol of peace right all right so back to I the mean, movie so oh no go ahead no i'm just gonna say it, it's quality like show of a good quality uh where it could go either way and i don't care just give it to me now yeah exactly that is a good sign hmm. all right so the movie did the very tv movie trope thing where let's introduce something amazing that never shows up again in the tv show yeah for no reason right because in this case it's the glove that Melissa originally made for All Might, it can handle up to three times the punching power of All Might's strongest punch, which, wow, like, way to overcompensate there, Melissa. Well, can it handle a three times All Might, or it, can it ha handle All Might three times? Those are different things. No, no, no. A three times the force of All Might's strongest punch. She said that more than once. Because the way that... Because I watched the English version, you watched it in Japanese. And in the English version... It can handle, she says it, it can handle up to three of All Might's 100% punches. Oh, that's so different. Yeah, yeah, the subtitles yeah. specifically say three times the power of one of his punches. Like three times the power, not three times used. Yeah, because that's why you only see him do three punches in the entire movie. It's because it's going to break after the third one. Well, maybe the subtitles were wrong then. Mm. Very possible. That makes more sense yeah. if there were, in fact, three major punches thrown and then it exploded off his hand. And and then like how do you even test it against three times all might all might's power? All might doesn't have all might's power. How do you test that? Well, he doesn't now. Maybe they took some baselines back when he was young. They're like, okay, here's the force Maybe. of one of his punches, and then you just mm. base it on that. It sounds like something Dave would do. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a sciencey enough explanation. It sure does. But anyway, like okay, so Deku's able to be awesome with this thing. He's basically double detroit smash mm -hmm. to take down muscle metal guy and it works mm -hmm. and then it explodes and he's like hey melissa you want to make me a whole suit of that stuff like <laughs> take your time if you can get me that you know soonish it'd be amazing just get, a glove would greatly increase his abilities in season three how about two of them yeah one on each hand that's what maybe. i'm saying two gloves on his feet uh if it basically lets him skip the whole part where his body needs to be strong enough to handle the power before he can use it that'd be incredible mm. 
I mean, he'd have to still obviously work and increase his body capacity to where he could use it naturally. Because what if he didn't have his suit one day? He'd be screwed. Yeah. Would, I mean, I thought I figured that was the entire purpose of it being able to shrink down into a bracelet is that he could still work on, yeah, you know, his performance without it. Yep, yep. Turns out it was just to hide it under his 70s suit. <laughs> it was a 70s suit, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty old. Yeah. Is it weird that this was the most likable I found Mineta in a long time? Yeah. Like, he's basically the same guy, but for some reason I didn't hate him as much. Yeah, yeah, same. Why? I, I gave my brother like a primer on the way to the movie and I'm like, Manetta is the worst and I hope he's not in the fucking movie at all. And then he was in the movie. And I'm like, you oh. know what? He's actually, he's, he's fine in this. I mean, sure. He's chanting harem. Yes. But I don't know. Now it's kind of endearing. And sure. He's demanding recognition from the females after he performs a heroic deed, which is, come on, man. Mm, yeah. It's like, be cool. Just play cool. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It's not like there was less of him. Because there's not mm. very much of him in any of these TV episodes. Yeah, it's true. Maybe it's it's him being useful, which is the help, right? Like, he's never really been useful in a crisis situation before. That could be it. I mean, he, he's been useful. He was decent during the... Um, the USJ? Yeah. And during the... Uh, oh my gosh, it was too late. The exams for your provisional license. He was decent. I haven't seen those. Oh, right. Well, that happened. Yeah. Okay, I mean, if you tell me he's decent there, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. What? I mean... I mean, I don't know. Spoiler alert, he earns his provisional license. <clears throat> Great. <laughs> so anyway, he has capability. He always has. He's just always been a coward yeah. and way too focused on his penis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I've seen the, uh, like, dorm room competitions and where he just, like, cracks the door and he's like, come on in. And there are all the ladies just like, no, nah, let's skip this room. <laughs> Stupid dumb Manetta. Oh my gosh. P possibly like the greatest thing that's ever happened to him is uh Jiro put her earphone jack through his eye. Wow, that's the greatest thing that's ever happened to him. <laughs> that's a sad existence. But that's my favorite example of like him. It's like, yes, you deserve that. Oh, hundred percent. Million percent. He deserves everything that ever happens to him. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I did enjoy the Bakugo and Todoroki stuff and some of the fight scenes. Um, I really yeah, the fight scenes were all fun. Yeah, I liked the kind of the first one with those two lower level villains. The one guy who could mm. like displace matter through the his hands. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. And Gray Hulk and big Gray Hulk guy. It's kind of purple. Yeah, Is he gray. Um, purpley gray. Yeah, that's fair. Purpley yeah. gray, and they're like. It just it's awesome because they're like, oh, these are just students. We shouldn't have any trouble getting rid of these guys. And it's like, oh, snap. It's Bakugo and Todoroki, like two of the worst of all students in the world you'd ever want to fight. <laughs> these guys are abjectly terrifying. Yeah. And they were. It was great. Okay. How did Kirishima and Bakugo get lost on the way to the, the like formal bowl? Because Kirishima left his phone in their room. Right. But how do you get lost to the extent of the 70th floor of the control tower? <laughs> I have no answers for that. None whatsoever. But I'm glad they were there. And also, Bak like you forget that Bakugo is smart because he's such a rage ball a lot of the time. Yeah. But when he somehow got a bit of his nitroglycerin sweat to go along with the rest of the stuff that was displaced by Matter Displacement Guy, that was genius. That was such a good use of his yeah. abilities. You, you really do forget that he is quite intelligent. He is. Because if he was just a big ball of raging fire with no brains, I don't think he would have made it into UA. No. Well, okay, he, he made it into UA entirely on his combat skills, though. He, which is just shooting explosions at robots. True. Not much to think about. <laughs> Maybe they don't care about intelligence for the younger kids like we can teach intelligence he just has raw aptitude yeah maybe that's the thing they're going for like we can we we can set him on the right path of how to think and use his quirk effectively and how to deal with situations they really need to like curb his anger because that's really annoying yeah. i'm just kind of over him just yelling you damn nerd all the time or just die every time he fires an explosion yes I mean, there's two versions of this, right? There's the one where it's aimed at Deku and it's completely undeserved. And I hate him every time he yells at Deku for no reason. Mm -hmm. But then I almost feel like it's kind of an intelligent tactical decision to do it during a fight. Because if you can get riled up and bring your opponent up to your level of just anger and you're more used to hanging out there, 
then maybe your opponent makes a mistake because they're so mad because you've been taunting them for so long, right? Right, but the hero isn't supposed to kill them. If they get angry and accidentally kill you, oh well. Endeavor does it all the time, and people are like, well, I guess he's not All Might. <laughs> you've only ever seen Endeavor kill Nomers. Yeah, I know, but there is a scene in the latest episode where the newsacre is specifically talking about how Endeavor goes overboard sometimes. And I don't know how you go overboard without burning people alive, if you're Endeavor. He, I think he burns people alive. Yeah, I think so too. Anyway, I'm just saying, it is a pretty solid strategy to try to make your opponent mad at you, because mad people don't make good decisions. Right, And if right. Bakugo is constantly yelling at you, and he's used to being angry, so it doesn't cloud his thoughts, then it makes sense for him to do it and try to bring other people down to his level. Yeah, but there are scenes where you see Bakugo being angry for no reason. Yes! Right? Not just, not, not just with Deku. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, you didn't watch any of the post credit stuff during the TV show? Because it's usually just like, here's the next episode. Yeah, I generally do skip that. Okay, so there are some parts of that that aren't, right? Like, after the UA Festival, there's a short scene where each of the kids go back to, like, their houses and are talking with their parents, right? Like, or Chaka goes back to her uh, apartment, and she's like, huh? The door's unlocked. And she opens the door, and her parents are, like, walking on all fours, like, sneaking up on it and freak the, like, the ever-living shit out of her. It's great. What but then the it just crap? cuts to... That's terrifying. Sorry, continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then cuts to the Bakugo, and he's just like, stupid mouth germs as he's brushing his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Yelling into his toothbrush. <laughs> Sounds like something my kid would do, actually. <laughs> Yeah, so again, he is just an unbridled rage monster. I'm just saying it makes sense in a combat situation. I'm not saying Maybe. it's a choice, but it works out. <laughs> He's lucky. Great. Yeah. I just, I love that we meet his mom. And you're like, ah, that's why. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, mm. yeah. So when I get back to the movie, I really appreciated... Oh! So real quick, I just appreciated Ida. He was classic Ida all the way through, the whole time. And I just, I oh, like yeah. him a lot. He's so supportive of everybody else. I w- him and Momo really stand out in this movie, I think. Okay, so Momo. Mm-hmm. Really? You're going to use your creation power to build a cannon that uh-huh. shoots single wads of silly putty. What the crap? How is <laughs> this your plan? Because they can't destroy the sun. What? Because they can't destroy, if they, if they shoot a hard cannon, like, there's a line where they're like, Oh, if you damage the servers around it, we won't be able to reboot the system. Yes. I'm more concerned about this. She, she says, I'll make soft ammo so we can hold them in place. And so they like they don't explode and destroy the computers literally two feet to the left. Yes. But this humongous cannon she creates from her own body can shoot enough slime to goop one of the robots. Not like <laughs> two or maybe like five at a time would be nice. One at a time. It's got to be thick enough to stop them, right? If it spreads too much, it'll just like, well, it hit a little bit of us each. It's not really doing much. It's got to be single target fire. I am firm on my belief that she misused her power there and you can't talk me out of it. It was bad and stupid. Mm. There had to be something else she could do. She's also running low on power, right? And so she, she just... makes a whole huge cannon. That sucker was big. <laughs> uh, I mean... W- Build a handgun. Okay, what do you okay, do there? Build a handgun that shoots little single servings of silly putty and can take down the robots. That seems entirely possible. A, a little serving doesn't do it. That's why you needed the whole cannon fire. A single cannon fire per one, because you need a lot. I'm just saying, I believe you could have a handheld projectile thing that could shoot exactly the same amount of silly putty as an entire cannon did. I'm just saying, she has so much potential, and all she uses her power for is blanket metal rod and cannon that shoots pizza dough that's all that she does and chaff grenades that was amazing more of those more of those that don't destroy the servers i'm just saying she has so much potential right okay what do you make there an emp or a chaff grenade right it's gonna it's gonna take down the servers there are options i'm just saying to go down on the list what are the options huge cannon makes no sense to me at all I think the cannon's smaller than you think. Made of, like, aluminum, right? So it's lighter. <laughs> Probably built in China. <laughs> Her name's Momo. It's true. Uh, hmm. Uh, okay. 
I will level with you that that part could have been done better, right? But they intending to not succeed there, right? Yes. And it just it just goes back to my larger complaint that she has an incredible power and she uses it so crappily most of the time. Those grenades were awesome. That's the best thing she's ever done on the whole show. Um, what about the flashbangs versus Ayazawa? I mean, same concept, really. Yeah, same concept. So awesome. Yeah, it's... Her, her quirk is great, right? But it really comes down to how she can use it combined with her physical abilities, which are not, like, over the top compared to anyone else, right? Like, Bakugo can use his thing to propel him. So can Deku, so can Serral, so can Todoroki, so can Urachaka, so can Ida. So mm-hmm. She can't. Like, she can make rollerblades for herself, I guess. Right. Right. So she has she has to rely on things that are maybe a little less flashy. Hmm. That's all. I just have complaints about her. Okay. All right. So going back to, we talked about sub quirks before, right? Um, and the, sort of. The theory that the people with the most effective powers are the ones that have a quirk that is powerful, but also a sub quirk that lets them use that first power without dying. Um, like Bakugo, the fact that his own skin doesn't die at the explosions of nitroglycerin upon it has got to be a sub quirk. That is not normal. I think it's just all contained within this, the one quirk, right? Okay. His quirk allows him to survive. I don't think... Because I think if you start breaking it down into terms of sub-quirks, is it, like, possible for all for one to steal Bakugo's sub-quirk so know. his own explosions hurt him? Right? I don't... I think that makes the show way too messy. So I think it's just easier to say quirks also grant the power to use them safely. I know. It's when just... the body develops with them. Sure. Really convenient. Doesn't make a lot of sense yes. to think about it. Like, Ida is the big example here. He's got rocket jets in his legs, which uh-huh. means he can propel his legs into a steel door and crash it open without sustaining any damage to his legs. Nope. Not without this magical, again, it just gives your leg bones the ability not to shatter when they run into things at 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm just saying. So there is, a, in this universe, quirks come packaged very conveniently with. You can use this quirk and not destroy your own body, unless you're Deku, in which case it destroys your own body. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's all. That's my observation. It's convenient, but would you rather a superhero society where everyone can throw one punch and then their like, legs are broken? No! I'm so annoyed that it's taken Deku so long to figure out how to use his power without destroying his own body. That sucks. It's it's because it's his body hasn't grown up with it. That's, that's the advantage of developing a body, right? through puberty with the quirk is your body knows how to not break itself in half when you use it right deku doesn't have any of that he has he's got to catch up on 14 years of development without a quirk also what i'm annoyed about is how often they split between uh kids show signs of a quirk around like age five or whatever but in the first episode the intro is it first happened with a baby that was born in this hospital it was glowing light is it a baby or is it five-year-olds or is it 10-year-olds because like they it could show up but once you're 10, it's too late, you know? Yeah. Although, I mean, it could be, like, hidden quirks and stuff where it's, like, you don't have anything visible and there's no way to test for your quirk, right? Like, if you had an immortality quirk where you just couldn't die of old age, right? There's no way to test for that at five years old. Correct. That's a good point. Yeah. Or just immortality, period. Like, you can't die. Like, we're not going to go stabbing kids through the chest and see who dies, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> what I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. is, did you think the villain was weak? Um, uh, do you mean, like, his character or his strengths? Uh, character. Like, did you yeah. feel threatened by him, interested in him in any way? I definitely wasn't interested in by him. Okay. His quirk was essentially Magneto. It so. was. But, like, uh, better? Um, can Magneto take a giant pillar of steel and throw it through the air at a hundred miles an hour? I think I've seen him do that. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I think if he put his mind to it, he could. Hmm. Anyway. But yeah, the, the, the character is himself is not interesting because he was essentially just hired by shield to break, like to hold a fake hostage situation and then open a vault. Right. Yeah. Well, then he got contacted by all for one. And was like, yo, I yes. heard you're doing this thing. Here, have this extra secret quirk. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. That was good. I was surprised by that. Like, All Might goes in for the kill. And he's like, yeah, you got him. And then he just takes it. And you're like, wait, what? And All Might's like, wait a second. That's a muscle multiplication quirk. You're, that's not natural to you. And then you can see the pieces go together in his brain. And he's like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. 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 He finally puts it together. And he's like, oh, my God. This is effectively a trap. This is not a good thing. 
It's good. It was good. It was a good twist, I I'm, guess. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to complain too much about this, but just the general anime trope of, oh no, I reached my limit. I'm going to lose, but, but through the power of friendship. And being a teacher to these kids, I'm going to go plus ultra for some reason. It's like, wait, what? No. <laughs> All Might's story is about screw limits, right? That's that's the underlying statement about All Might. That's not anime in general. There are a lot of animes that do that, kind of like... Uh, Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Right, Dragon Ball Z. It's like Goku has no... Like, he, he's he constantly breaking his limit. Yep. But... You don't think that's a trope? I kind of feel like it's a trope for superhero animes. Name name three other animes where he's like, I have to go past my limit. I can't. Three other animes. Okay, well, great. It's not a trope then. All right, fair enough. I, I don't mind it. I don't know. I think it's interesting the method in which he does go through breaking his limit. It's not power of friendship. It's the power of this quirk that has been passed on. No, but it's the power of... Oh, crap. All my students here are fighting really, really hard. And if I die, they're all going to die, too. Better go beyond my limit. That's literally what the thought process is. No. I, okay. In the English, he's not like my students. Oh, no. Really? Yeah, he's just more like, screw limits. I gotta take this motherfucker down. Holy crap. Are you serious? That's a huge difference. I mean, I guess there is some concern for his students because he is a he's not an entirely bad teacher. <laughs> he cares about his... I mean, he's a bad teacher, but he cares about his kids. <laughs> He, he, he cares about his students, yeah. right? He There is concern. It's more of a concern of, I am the pillar of justice. I have to be there to support all of society with my strength. I cannot afford to be beaten, is his thought process. It's his desire hmm. to symbolize his strength and save the entire world. It's not, we're such great friends. We're going to be together forever. And now I'm twice as strong. It's not power of friendship, but it's power of instructordom. Like, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, the Wikipedia page is not helping at all. Just like, then the students show up, and then All Might and Midoriya throw a punch together. The end. It's like, dang, you really simplified this. <laughs> also, Deku does not do a good job of hiding uh, the fact that he has All Might's power at all. No. no. Like, it's like, hey, All Might's doing this thing where he's like running up the metal. I'll do the exact same thing. Yeah. And like, they both throw the exact same Detroit Smash at the same time while yelling Detroit Smash. Double Detroit Smash. Yeah. yeah. Like, the fact that it takes Bakugo as long as it does... To figure out what's going on <laughs> is work. actually an argument against his intelligence. And, I mean, he even told Bakugo in Season 1, it's like, I borrowed someone's power. It's not originally mine. Right. And then he sees this synchronized Detroit smash between Deku and All Might. And is like, hmm. <laughs> I was also a little bit uh, confused when Deku tells Todoroki, you used your firepower to help us. Thanks. And I'm like, he does that all the time. Oh, right. There was that whole thing <laughs> where he wasn't using it because he hated his dad. I'd totally yeah. forgotten and then just had to go back in time about a season to, for that to make sense. I mean, it, it does come after the hero killer stain where he was using his fire, mm. right? But it was still a fairly new thing. It's still fairly new. It's like the second time you've seen him use it. Yeah. At the, in the start of the movie, Todoroki wasn't using his flames and then by the end he was. So there's that. That's true. Anyway, it was good. I had a really good time. The, I mean, I was just sitting with randos. I didn't go with anybody that I knew. And the girl that sat next to me had the biggest crush on Bakugo. Every time he showed up on the screen, she like squealed with delight. She was having a better time than I was, I think. <laughs> oh, that's nice. It was nice. Like, why do you... What on earth? He's really angry. Like, I don't know it would be a good relationship if you dated this kid. <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't. No, we established I, this. I mean, some people just like explosions, I guess. I wonder how she feels about Michael Bay. <laughs> loves him very very much let's see yeah, good movie i really i always every single time i enjoy uh kaminari using his power too much and turning into a brain dead idiot do giving the two thumbs up and the <laughs> smile it's the best it's pretty great even though it renders him completely useless for the rest of the film i just giggled every time it showed him <laughs> couldn't help it <laughs> do you feel like the final boss could be beaten if i his ally was there and he was just like no quirks for you yeah, that's the thing. How super overpowered is Iwazawa? Seriously. Pretty overpowered. It's like, it really makes me wonder that in season three, when they're like planning the assault on the two League of Villain locations, it's like, why did you pick Iwazawa to go to the conference with the press? Yeah. All he has to do is look at all for one, and then you could have literally anyone just shoot him. Right. So does it have to be eye contact? Is that why all for one, like, is wearing a face mask the whole time? Or he's. 
his his eyes are missing i think yeah his skin is grown over his eyes yeah. like where his, the socket where his eyes used to be yeah but Aizawa just has to be able to see that person. So he can, like, see your ankle and your quirk is gone. Yeah. Hmm. That's crazy overpowered. Like, it makes you wonder if the reason he's not wearing tires is that he just doesn't care. Uh, I, I don't think he likes the spotlight. Yeah. That and it's one of those things where the rest of how a fight goes depended on his physical abilities, which are, you know, above average, but not, like, heroic in any measure. Yeah, but if you wandered around with All Might... Or, like, anybody with decent fighting ability, it would make every single villain takedown trivial. Um, he couldn't solo well, it, but if he worked as a team, it'd be pretty much unstoppable. I mean, it really comes down to support items at that point. If, uh, like, a villain might not be able to use their quirk, but they could still shoot him or, or something, right? Like, if you came across a villain that was using C4 explosives and had, a like, a daycare center hostage, t- okay, take away his quirk, what does that do? It, like, it doesn't solve the situation. No, but it helps a lot. It helps. It helps, yeah. That's why he was one of the best pro heroes. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what's his ranking? Um, I don't know. Up there. I don't think he's even on the list of people with known ranks, anyway. No, it doesn't say it on his Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. But they do give stats, which is interesting. His technique is a 6 out of 5. <laughs> I mean, that's the other thing. When we see him fight, he doesn't just stand there and stare at people. He's flipping all over the place, and he's using these crazy ribbons to screw with people and wrap them up, and yeah. kind of amazing. That's the thing. He's like, he's cool. compensated, right? He knows. He knows he can't just be a potato that stands there and stares at people, and he has worked to make himself better than that. Yeah, yeah. And he uses caltrops. Yeah. That's cool. Yes. Against uh, Momo and Shudo. Yeah, that was a good fight. I need to watch that again. It's pretty good. It is good. Yeah, this movie or this show isn't as interested in telling us the ranks of heroes as One Punch Man is. One Punch Man has a pretty comprehensive list, I think, over time. Well, at least at least of like the top twelve or like the class S heroes in One Punch Man. Yeah, well, we see a bunch of class B as well, though, and even a few C's. I don't know. I just feel yeah. like we have a better understanding of the hierarchy in OPM compared to this for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It also like there there is a thing where it's like. Are the rankings only for Japan, or are they worldwide? Right. All Might and Endeavor, the rank 1-2, plus I think, uh, like, Best Genus and then Skill Shot. They're also just all in Japan. It's like, could you guys maybe spread out a little so you're not, like, directly competing with each other? Yeah. Well, that's the thing, is they talk about the uh, the crime rate in Japan is a lot lower than other places. Like, could All Might just kind of travel around a bit? Hmm. Maybe you spend a couple weeks in, I don't know, Brazil or something. You could bring the crime rate down a little bit. Yeah. You'd think, but I mean, he, that, like that's the problem with the, the pillar of justice thing that he's going is that he's still just one person. Yeah, and he can only be in so many places at the same time. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. That I mean, that ranking is interesting. Like in all the world, number one and number two are in Japan. Yeah. It's like Korea and Starcraft. <laughs> well, no, Serral is currently ranked number two. Is he? Yeah. Hmm. Well, all right. Off to a leg like we go. Yep. I mean, with the region lock, it's so hard. Yeah, Maru, Serral, then Doc. All right, fair enough. God, how excited for BlizzCon! Oh my gosh, BlizzCon's gonna be the best. (laughs) So excited. The best. I'm stoked. All right, well, let's see. Let me look over this thing about the movie. If we'd miss anything, uh, I felt bad for Dave. He was just trying to help out his old buddy All Might and screwed everything up. If All Might had just told him, like right at the start, oh hey, I I gave my quirk to this kid, right? Yeah. The entire movie doesn't happen. And he figures it out anyway. It's like a complete waste of time. Well, he, he, like, David doesn't work out that All Might gave away his quirk. He realizes that there's going to be another generation of heroes. Well, he, it's not that, not that Deku is the next generation of hero. It's that he's a frigging carbon copy of All Might. (laughs) He can put it together. He's a smart man. I mean, maybe he put it together, but he hasn't put it together. Like, he's like, man. Your quirk is like dropped by like half of its power. How could this have happened? What's going on? Well, he didn't know We've about seen massive drops recently. He didn't know about Deku at that point. He'll put the pieces together at the end of the film after everything's over. He has everything. He just needs to work it out. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Mirror, mirror. So good. Mirror, mirror, mirror. NBA minute or what? NF, NF, uh, uh, sports ball minute. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. All right, three, two, one, go. We buried the Patriots too early, everybody. They took down New England pretty handily. They look better. I don't know if that's just a factor of the Dolphins sucking or the Patriots being good, but we'll figure it out. Uh, Colts-Texans were pretty darn good. The Texans took down the Colts. Um, Their quarterback... Oh, man. It is too late for this. Looks very, very good. He's a young quarterback. 
Patrick Mahomes looked pretty darn bad in the first half against Denver, then rallied, throwing two touchdowns for 300 yards, basically all in the second half. Patrick Mahomes is the real deal, everybody. The Ravens looked pretty darn good. Flacco may have resurrected his career. We'll keep an eye on that as well. And the Seahawks beat the Cardinals. The Cardinals are the worst team in the league. They're not going to make the playoffs. And the Eagles lost to the Titans. Hmm. Defending Super Bowl champs sitting at 2-2 uh, and two this early in the season. We'll see if they have what it takes to get back to the Super Bowl. And that's going to be it for the NBA Minute. Stop. Nailed it. <sighs> All right. Well, now that we've spoiled the whole My Hero Academia movie, and it's probably not available in theaters anymore. Maybe it is. You should look it up. It is called My Hero Academia 2 Heroes. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you it's should good. go check it out. Go it's a good time. It's exciting. And yeah, that's about it. Check out the merch. It's available. We're looking at maybe doing some other stuff that is secret in the future, but check that out. Thanks for being a loyal listener to the podcast. And so yeah, thanks for being here. And until next time, as always, you take care of yourself. Ow. There we are. <laughs> I'm gonna close the door and grab a drink. Okay. Okay. I just cut my finger open. Um, good. On a on a door handle. I now I need to go find a bandaid. Okay. Uh, don't, don't die. I know Australians don't go to the hospital and, unless it, you can't go to the it hospital. A, it's a tiny cut. Don't worry. Okay. Australian for tiny is huge, so I'm very worried right now. I'm going to argue about sports for a minute on my sports board. In a cruel twist of fate, I had to go back through the door that cut my finger to find a band-aid. <laughs> what did you cut your finger on? The doorknob. What? What? Our doorknob? Do they have sharp edges in Australia? What is going on? Okay, so it's rounded, and the edge that like points to the door, like on the inside of the knob, was apparently sharp. Uh, it, it. Okay, so you're just bad at using doorknobs then. I have gone through countless doors in my life. I have never cut my finger on the inside of a doorknob before. However, I have not also experienced so much trouble opening a band-aid as I have right now. Where's my knife? I'm going for a knife. I'm, I'm just... I, I am speechless at this moment. Music... I... <clears throat> First, you cut your hand on a doorknob, and then you have trouble opening the package, so you go straight to a knife. How big is this knife? Um, the blade's probably two to three inches. Okay, so it's not like this is a knife, knife then. No, 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 no. no. All right. No, this, this is. So, oh god, I've smeared blood all over my hand. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Do, do you, we need to end this call so you can focus properly on what you're doing? No, no, it's fine. Uh, it, it's it's honestly a tiny cut. Like the cut is maybe half an inch. All right, right, and it's and it's shallow. It's extremely shallow. It's just it's on the inside of my fingertip. Yeah. All right. There's a lot of blood vessels so, in there. Well, okay, not the not the like the palm inside, the inside between two fingers bit. Ah, ah, that's a yeah. weird place. How the what? <laughs> okay, like I didn't have a, a, a solid grip on the handle, uh, and I turned the handle and I cut my finger. Um, but I got my beer, so. That's, that's the important thing, yes, obviously. <laughs> hard apple cider. That's not well, beer at I, all. What Do you call no, hard apple no, cider not. beer? What is going on today no, with you? No, no. I, I, I swear this is my first drink, but I, I looked at the can and was like, beer comes in cans. It's a beer, right? No, it's a cider. No. I want something tasty. Yeah. I mean, you are correct. Beer does come in cans. I don't think I've ever seen a hard cider that comes in a can before. So, all right. Well, I'm with one? you. Yep. Yep. Mm, that's not bad. Well, good. I'm glad it's not yeah. bad. Would you classify it as good, possibly? 
Uh, I'll let you know after I've like gotten halfway through it. Okay. Because the, the the taste can change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I tell you, I had a boss once. One of the best bosses I've had. He was a pretty cool dude. But uh, he had a fridge full of Mountain Dew that he'd drink throughout the day. But he'd only drink half because only apparently the first half of the drink was um, suitable for drinking. And the other half was basically warm room temperature pee. So, you know. Hmm. So there were half half empty cans of Mountain Dew all over his office. It was great. Other than that, he was amazing. Hmm. Uh, there's another podcast that I've listened to where a guy would only drink half cans of Coke because... When he puts it down, he can never be sure, like, when he goes to pick it back up, that that's his. Yeah. And it was it was kind of like a running, I don't know, joke in the podcast for a while. And he finally broke down and told me his story of why he can't pick up cans of Coke that he doesn't recognize. It's because when he was in college, he put down his, like, solo cup of, like, you know, the red cup of, like, that you would see at, like, parties in movies. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, he put down one of those. And they went back to go and get it and take a drink. And he was like, wait, this isn't my drink. And it was someone was chewing tobacco and it was their spit cup. <gasps> no. No. But, but, I, like, it was an open cup. Your eye looks into the <laughs> cup before you drink it a little bit, right? Little he bit. was, uh, I, b- I believe, heavily intoxicated at the time. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Alcohol. <laughs>